Hello and welcome back everybody to another episode of Bases Loaded. Bases Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast and I'm your host Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And again, uh, schedules aren't lining up for us. Zach and George couldn't join me this evening, so it's just me. Uh, I'm rolling solo. And tonight I'm just going to cover some news and notes and some deep league stashes, or deep league ads, I should say. I apologize. Now, we're going to kind of just jump right in. The first bit of news we're going to talk about is Stanton, of course, hurts himself again. Stanton, he's back on the IL. Short, uh, it was a short... Uh, Bit of excitement with having him back for like a whole three or four games, whatever it's been. But he strained his uh, his knee running the bases on a slide, it seems. He's out 10 days and then – well, minimal – in 10 days he's going to be reevaluated. And then they're going to go from there. They brought up Mike Talkman uh, to, to take over the position. Clint Frazier is not the ad here. Talkman's not really fantasy relevant, not in my opinion, unless you're in like a – Ale only type of deal, but all in all, obviously you would like to see Frazier, but that's kind of a funky situation as it is. I think he gets traded personally, but Stanton just can't get healthy. It's hard to imagine trading him at this time as far as like in fantasy, obviously, but I wouldn't, I would, you're kind of stuck with him. See where it's at. Um, I don't, like again, it's ten days before being reevaluated. We could be looking at another month with this guy. Who knows right now? And it's really unfortunate. But moving on, uh, Brandon Rogers, Bre- uh, Brandon Rogers, excuse me, he's on the IL. He just got called up with story going down. The hype was back up. I wasn't really bought in because I, I refused to spend more fab on him or wa- or waiver priority because I know how the Rockies like to play. You know, play games with their prospects. Well. He's on the IL with a right shoulder impingement. And it says at least a couple of weeks, essentially, for him to get right. Now, by then, Story's likely probably going to be back. Uh, right now, that would probably, that leads to Hampson. Looks like Hampson's playing pretty much – at least he's played the last two days. And I think three out of the last four. McMahon is playing every day. I'm not really interested in Hampson so much. Unless I, I mean, if I really need speed, which – Surprisingly, for the first time all season, I do not because of other ads I've made and trades and whatnot. But if I don't need speed, Hampson, I'm just – I don't know, man. He's not as interesting as he was coming into the year, that's for sure. But he's there, 15-teamers, and not only. I would definitely obviously make make a point to get him. But shallower formats, mixed leagues, I wouldn't – I'm not there yet. And maybe I'll miss the boat, but. They always have that the devil of himself, Pat Vileka, who I just he's the <sighs> if you listen to this podcast, you know I can't stand Pat Vileka. He always gets in the way somehow. But regardless, that's Rogers. He's out for a little bit of time. He was gonna get the run here with Story out, but now he's not. So we'll see how they treat him when he comes back. Clevenger and Thor are they both did well in the rehab assignments and they're both coming back this week. Clevenger, I believe it's Friday, so by the time we listen, maybe by the time we listen to this, he already pitched. But regardless, he'll be back Friday. Thor's gonna be back Sunday. That's that. I mean, obviously, I mean, if you're in a if you're in a weekly league, I know I sat them in weekly leagues this week because you weren't sure if it was gonna be one or two rehab starts or setbacks, whatever. But daily leagues, I would definitely roll them out there. I don't see them having 
much, if any, restrictions upon returning. Caleb Smith, he had a really good uh, rehab start, but apparently he's going to need one more before uh, returning to the rotation. If somehow he's available, because I've seen him dropped in places, if he's available, make sure he's on, make sure he's rostered. And right now is a great buy-low opportunity for him. Go out and get him. I just traded Hunter Dozier for him. That was in a dynasty league, and I like Hunter Dozier. That's a whole other conversation to have. And, of course, the night I trade – the day I trade, he hits a grand slam. So, regardless, though, um, right now I'm, I'm hurting for pitching, and I think he can come back, has SP2 upside for the second half. We've seen, his, we've seen him flash it. I really like I really like him, and I would go out and get him, maybe while there's still somewhat of a window to buy low. Jimmy Nelson has been moved to the bullpen until he figures things out, and – He's not mixed league relevant. He's barely deeply relevant. I've dropped him from so many teams, and I'm a big Jimmy Nelson guy now. Maybe there's a, a decent, maybe a second half or some some part of the second half he can come around and be who he was. But at this point, there's not enough track record. He's He had like a year and a half downtime from that injury, that shoulder injury of his. I'm just not even bothering. Danny Salazar is coming back. Yeah, yes, you heard that correctly, Danny Salazar. Well, I shouldn't say he's coming back. He's going to be working on making his return after the All-Star break. Oh, no, not even looking at him twice. Um, no, he he's had setback after setback. He hasn't been able to get right. And by the time he gets back, it's no, it's – Barely new. So, <laughs> um, Jordan Hicks, TJ, good old Tommy John strikes again. Now, it's been a hot topic, heavily discussed, and by now you probably made up your mind. But Gant, at least, was the name dropped by the GM as far as who'd get the first shot. But then he went out, and th- that was before he went out and had like this blow up outing. Carmart. He's done it before. He's done it really well. He's done it this year even at times. I think he should get the chance. I don't know if he's, I don't know if it's going to be a committee approach. He's been handling the eighth inning. I think Carmart should be the guy. But you can hear, by the way I'm saying it, how confident I am in that. Uh, I would probably rank it Carmart. Gant and then Andrew Miller might sneak in for a few saves here and there, although he's not pitching all that great this uh this year either. So we'll see. So obviously, ninety nine percent of the notes, the news and notes, have been pitcher related. Outside of outside of Stanton and Brandon Rogers, so <laughs> it, it shows you that pitchers are just volatile as a position. Not really surprised, I guess, but. That's news notes. We're going to jump into these deep league ads. The first one we're going to go ahead and discuss is a personal favorite of mine. He's a guy that I was adding about two weeks ago. I did say something on Twitter about it because I really just liked what I was seeing. He was getting more opportunity, and with uh, Hunter Pence out, it kind of opened up a easier path to playing time, but that's none other than Danny Santana. When I tweeted about him, he was 11% owned in Yahoo Leagues. He's now 34% owned in Yahoo Leagues. So he's still readily available in a good majority of leagues. First base, second base, outfield eligible. I know on fan tracks, he's only second base, infield, corner field. Sorry, infield and uh, outfield eligible. I don't think he – or middle field, sorry. I don't think he's 
corner infield. I have to double check. But regardless, he's 34% owned in Yahoo leagues. Widely available. And this guy is a five-category producer right now. The last two weeks, he's the 45th-ranked player. Seven runs, four home runs, seven RBIs, two stolen bases, and a 353 average. Last month as a whole, last month as a whole, it's kind of – I mean, he's a 132nd-ranked player, so he's really come around the last two to three weeks, basically. And tonight he had another home run. He's not an everyday player, so it makes it harder to roster him in mixed leagues. But I think he's he deserves to be 50 to 60% owned. And I think the Rangers probably end up becoming sellers, which would open up either they sell, either they're going to move him, which I don't see why they would. But they're, I think they're going to, it's going to end up moving, opening a spot for him to play every day, or at least I would think. And he's really making it, he's really making it hard not to roster him in 12 team. I, I, I have him in 12 team mixed leagues, but again, it has to be daily transactions because weekly leagues he's a lot harder to, to start because he doesn't play every day so you have to keep in mind a lot of these deep league guys are kind of like that that's why they're deep league relevant and 34 percent owned is one of the higher uh ownage marks i have on this list tonight actually i'll knock out that there's two other ones that are kind of widely owned and that's brandon workman is the other one he's 30 he's also 36 percent owned go figure in yahoo leagues and he's just a solid relief pitcher. He gets a few saves. He had the most recent save for the uh, for the Red Sox. He has seven wins on the season, which wins are really random, especially for a relief pitcher. But in 37 innings, he has seven wins, three saves, 53 Ks, with a 1.7 ERA and a 1.03 WHIP. He's been absolutely amazing on the season. He's the 65th ranked player in roto leagues. And if you need save help and you just need to take a shot at somebody, Workman's your guy. And, again, he's getting you those cheap wins here and there, and he's just proving himself to be very valuable. But where's the other one? That's really – oh, Zach Plesak. He's not really available in a lot of deep leagues. I mean, I think he's 50-something percent owned, 57. So this one's kind of a stretch to call him a deep league ad. But – I just wanted to highlight him over the last month. He's the 48th ranked player in Roto Leagues. He has three wins, 28 Ks, and 38 innings, so not really a big strikeout pitcher, but a 2.33 ERA and a .96 whip. Pitches in the pitches in that division of his because, you know, he plays with the Indians, so why can't I think of it? I'm like, it's the AL Central, duh. It was I, – you could tell I was struggling to kind of think of it. And the AL Central is full of those uh, – pull those teams that you want to fade, uh, that you want to have pitchers uh, up against. So if he's available in your leagues and you're hurting for pitching or just chasing wins, I think he might be a solid guy to go out and get. Again, he's kind of in the mid-50s of ownership percentage in Yahoo League, so he's kind of readily owned. So moving on. The other one is (laughs) same team is Adam Plucko. Now Plucko might not be around for long, as they get healthy or whatnot. So be mindful of that. But regardless, he's been halfway decent, you know, last two weeks, 14 innings, uh, 14K with a win, a 3.14 ERA and a sub one whip. The whole month he has 20 innings pitched, two wins, 18K, 3.1 whip and a 0.84, sorry, 3.1 ERA and a 0.84 whip. 
overall just solid. Again, another guy for chasing chasing wins. Cleveland's been hitting lately. They've been scoring runs, at least it seems like. So you could do a lot worse chasing wins off on the Indians rotation right now. Let's see. The next guy I want to touch about touch on. The last guy I kind of mentioned him a little bit before, but Ryan McMahon. He's interesting. He's only owned in 22% of leagues. Now, he's been struggling over the last week, only hitting 167. But the last, the last two weeks as a whole, six runs, no home runs, 11 RBIs, no stolen bases, hitting 273. He's definitely – him for him, the reason why it's intriguing is because it looks like there's a path to everyday playing time. We've seen earlier in the season the type of upside because he, he's, he, he can go on stretches. And you have to remember, multi-position eligibility is huge in deep leagues. So first base, second base, third base eligible, at least in Yahoo leagues. And he has Coors Field to call home. So as long as he's playing every day or just about every day, the multi-position eligibility and Coors Field, it's a solid mix for you deep leaguers out there that need a little spark. We're going to get a little bit deeper than that. Well, one – yeah, a little bit deeper. Matt Strom. Strom, he hasn't been anything spectacular on the year, obviously. But I I think this is just a personal one. The numbers haven't even been that great, but I just see him out there. He's 28% owned. He's a solid streaming option. He doesn't necessarily need to be added. I know, I know it kind of goes against the whole deep league ad thing, but – He's a guy that I'm, I've gone around and picked up in a few spots in case he comes around on that upside where he flashed in the preseason and even early in the year and, and even starts still up and uh, every so often. Again, that's a little bit of a personal bias. I'm not ready to let him go, I guess, maybe. This next guy, he's only owned in 4% of leagues. Now, that's <laughs> if, if that's if that's not deep, then I don't know what to tell you, but that's none other than Eric Thames. Again, not you can't really have him in a weekly uh, weekly league. But in a daily league, he's been good if you're in if you're in deep leagues. Over the last month, he has nine runs, five home runs, eleven RBIs, one stolen base, and hitting three oh four. Again, he's not an everyday player, so you need to know that going into it. And he's definitely an NL only guy and a fifteen team or deeper guy if you're hurting for corner infield or first base, or even a fifth outfielder. He's not – he's just – he's his counting stats have been kind of lackluster, especially the last week. But he hit 286 last week, or he has hit 286 in the last calendar week, I should say, with only three RBIs and no other stats. So, again, it's – this is a very deep league ad. And he's just – he's a guy who's caught my attention for that simple – for that simple reason now. You're taking when it comes to deep league eggs, you're just taking whatever you can get sometimes because it is just so hard to come by uh, p- positive production in some leagues. But I'm gonna highlight one more pitcher that again, if you follow me for a while now, you know I'm all over this guy all the time. So I couldn't have I couldn't pass up my one chance to really uh, to really talk him up, but. It's none other than Tyler Skaggs. I know. <laughs> I really do. I, I really get it. But the last two weeks have been so encouraging. He's, he has 17 innings pitched, 14 Ks, 
with three wins with a with a two point oh eight ERA and a point nine two WHIP. This is the type of stuff that you kind of like. He flashed last year before injury, never really bounced back. And he's the type of guy that he has it in him. He's shown it. And if this is him just finally getting into his groove, it wouldn't be surprised. He's only 35% owned. And I am intrigued. I think he has mixed, mixed league uh, potential. I'm, he's not a must-add by any means, but if you need a streaming option, roll him out there. And if he's doing well for you, hold on to him for a little bit and see where it goes. With all these uh, deep league ads, Guys, I'm dropping for him. Just to throw out a few names. Trevor Richards, he's been pretty awful the last few starts. I think he has one good one in the last three. He was and all his peripherals, his FIP XFIP and all that suggested he was going to re- uh, regress negatively, and it's kind of happened. Um, another guy I'm dropping, and I need saves on all these. I'm still dropping him because it's like he gets one every time I drop him. Then I add him, and he doesn't go in for another month. Is Matt Barnes? He's still in 48% of leagues. That really needs a change. <laughs> At least I think so. He's driving me nuts. You know, another guy who's still pretty widely available, 27% on is Garrett Cooper. Uh, there's no reason why he should be that he should be that um, available. He's been really solid and first base outfield eligible, a guy I definitely need to look at. Another one that's been quietly halfway decent. Another guy who's been quietly halfway decent. And he hits for a high average, not a lot of power. Not the counting stats are okay, but again, this is very this is a deep league. He's only owned in thirteen percent of leagues, and it's Brian Anderson of the Marlins. I know that's two Marlins in a row, showing a little bit of my Marlins bias. But it goes to show you, you can't just ignore bad teams because some bad teams have decent players that can produce for you. Over the last two weeks, you know he's put up seven runs, three home runs, and only seven RBIs. But he's batting three twenty six, and he's batting. 297 over the last month. He has four steals on the year, so he has some chip-in speed. Ten home runs on the year, so a little bit of chip-in power. A little bit just, again, just decent. Nothing special, but somebody that you could plug in if you're hurt, if you're if you have some injuries going on. 15 teams, uh, 12 teams maybe if you have a corner infield spot that somehow you're dealing with so many injuries that you've got nothing else to get. There's really there's just no ups no real upside here. It's more of like a decent floor and you can kind of plug him in. He's not going to hurt you, but he's not going to be any type of game changer by any means. And a guy, uh, one guy who's owned in 2% of leagues that just doesn't go away is Dominic Smith. Now he doesn't play every day either. (laughs) So he seems to be barely playing, but the last two nights he has a home run in each game. Sorry, he has a home run in three straight games at this point now. And these are three straight games he started in, actually, as well. So, and we've seen him before. He got, well, when Cano was out, he was getting, you know, semi-regular playing time and was producing. So, he's a guy to keep your eye out on. I, I'd rather take a shot on him than Thames type of, at this point. I'd rather take a shot on him than Anderson. He's only 2% owned. So, you deep leaguers, that's as deep as it gets, basically. 2% means he's barely owned. And he's a guy that you need a little bit of power, needs some upside, you're chasing something. He's somebody I would recommend as well. But, again, very deep league. One guy I think needs to be owned a little more, he's an IL stash, and that's, that's uh, Pollock. A.J. Pollock's 
possibly going to be back for the second half. I know ILs are full right now. I have ILs full with between Hanager, Correa, Carrasco, Kluber, Tyone. Just a whole I – mean, that's only a few. Stanton, you can go on and on with ILs. So I get why he's only 41% owned. But if you're – he's the type of guy that can come back and be a five-category producer. I don't expect him to run so much, you know, just – and maybe not be everyday player at first, while well, until he gets you know his feet back under him. But he's gonna come right in, come right back, probably slot right back into that lineup where he's at, and be you know anywhere from a three to five hole hitter, maybe top three, maybe one or two even. Who knows? Can will do a little bit of everything and just be solid. And he's out there on the way. He's only forty one percent on Yahoo League, so he's pretty readily available. Definitely a guy you might want to consider. Oh, I almost forgot. One of my favorite names, besides Danny Santana, who's my absolute favorite name out of all those deep leaguers, deep league options, Kyle Crick. I saw a report today that the Pirates are, might potentially shop uh, Felipe Vasquez, which isn't a surprise to anybody. The, Kyle Crick should be the next in line. And saves are so hard to come by. I've actually gone out and put in claims for Crick in every single league that he's available which is majority of them. He has 27 innings pitch, uh, 32 Ks, 2.67 ERA with a 1.33 whip, three wins. He's solid. He he's just he's likely gonna he'd be next in line to step up into that get, to get that closers role. And this is for people in leagues like me that I know I'm chasing saves terribly. It was stolen bases once upon a time. I've made up I've made up some bases, but I can't seem to keep a closer. They they either get hurt, or I have ones that are about to get traded, and I'm about to be in a world of hurt right now. Crick is one of those you put away, and he's gonna likely get this. He's probably gonna slide right into a closer's role, and you 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 ha, you get to you have to, you have the chance to bypass that rush to the waiver wire, or have to blow all your fab on going after him when you could just have him on your bench ready to. Uh, ready to just put in there day one when after Vasquez is traded. So he's only 4% owned, and he's definitely – I mean, I, I feel pretty pretty confident. I feel pretty confident that he would be the next guy up without a, without a doubt in my mind. So just to reiterate, <laughs> I covered a lot of names. Uh, deep league ads that depends on – and, again, these guys range from 50% ownership, which – that's not really a deep league guy anymore, but most of these guys are 30% or less, some of which are under 5% owned. And we're going to, uh, so we had Danny, uh, and no particular order, we had Danny Santana, Ryan McMahon, Eric Dames, Matt Strom, Eric Sogard. Ooh, I don't know if I talk about Sogard. We'll, we'll circle back to him. Uh, Adam Plutko, I've mentioned a little bit, Zach Plesak, Brandon Workman, Kyle Crick, Brian Anderson, Garrett Cooper. That's a lot of names, but I don't think I talk about Sogard, so I'm going to talk about him real quick. Sogard is another guy. Second base is really tough to come by right now. Sogard is only owned in 16% of Yahoo leagues. Sogard offers a little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. Over the last month, he has 16 runs, four home runs, 10 RBIs, three stolen bases, and batting 333. He's batting 301 on the year, with, and he has six stolen bases and eight home runs on the year. So, Overall, he over he offers a little bit of power, a little bit of speed, and batting average. 
speed and batting average are two things that are really hard to come by. You're getting it, and you're getting it at a second base position, which is really hard, which is ridiculously hard to come by. Sogard, I'm surprised he's not owned in more leagues just for middle for middle infield usage or utility. But nevertheless, he's 16% owned. He's been top. He's been a top 50 player over the last two weeks in roto leagues. Top 100 over the last month. He's definitely a guy that warrants your attention. In in a, I'd say 12 team mixed or deeper. Because, again, middle, I, I have them in middle infield spots in those leagues. Injuries are piling up. Um, people are beating you to the waiver wire. You got to take what you can get. And before I got out of here tonight, I'm going to just real quickly mention three pitchers. Pitching has been terrible and difficult to come by this year. I've been streaming. I've traded for pitching. My ratios are in the tank in a lot of leagues. But three guys that just need to be – stash right now and I think all of them could be up real real soon maybe right after the all-star break type of soon which is at this point a couple weeks away but that's Brandon McKay Dylan Cease and Jesus Lazardo. now they've all they're, they're all solid top pitching prospects and it's not like the Rays to rush a pitching prospect but the fact that they are is really encouraging it's really odd to me so if I had to prioritize them, I would say Lazardo, Cease, McKay. Those two are interchangeable. Maybe McKay than Cease because of uh, team context. Cease being for the White Sox and McKay being for the Rays. I think Lazardo is the clear top one to stash. He has the highest upside. I think he has one. I think he one day has actual ace level potential. But for even for the rest of the season, I think he has the highest upside. And I think he's the one that owned. And then after that, it's really preference. Probably McKay then Cease because of team context. I expect similar ETAs for all of them. They should all be up for, I would, I would think, for the better part of the second half. So those are three guys I just really wanted to touch on real quick. I see them available in a good amount of leagues and – those are guys that if I have NA slots or if I'm really – if I'm ahead – if I have NA slots available or I have NA slots being utilized for lesser players, I would I would make that swap. Or if I'm ahead in innings and I have a fringe player, a fringe pitcher like a Trevor Richards or something that I've been playing, you know, kind of putting in and out of my lineups, I would probably drop that Trevor Richards share and then just keep – one of those three guys I mentioned on, on my bench and help, you know, get some of those innings down because you don't want to uh, blow all your innings before you get all your pitchers. Uh, for, and you don't want to, you don't want to go over your innings and leave good starts on the board. So if you're looking to cut down on innings, maybe cut off, cut off one of those fringe starters on your roster and get one of these guys on your bench just to sit there and then when they come, when, when they come up, now you have them to make up the innings that you might be behind because you cut that fringe uh, starter that was okay but not great. Well, it was kind of a quick pod, guys, but I'm, I was rolling solo tonight. I had a lot of fun. Figured drop some names to help you guys out. Hope you found it enjoyable. L- later this week, George and Zach will be joining me, and we will be together. Uh, putting out a uh, mailbag pod answering all your questions so we appreciate you guys as always uh 
uh, it was mentioned on the last podcast, but Zach, uh, George and I just started writing for Fantrax, which it's an awesome opportunity, whole lot of fun. I've put out a few articles already. To, I, I focus typically on deep dive articles. I've done one on Domingo Santana and on the Blue Jays' phenom of Vlad, which everyone knows who Vlad Jr. is. So I touched on them a little bit. If you had a chance to read them, I really recommend it, obviously. George is going to be coming out with his, few, his first few articles very, very shortly. Check us out on Fantrax as well. And then, of course, we have the podcast as a whole. You can follow us. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at BasesLoadPod. You can follow George at JMonsonS90, our other co-host Zach at BraffZ. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. Uh, if you have the time and you're still listening at this point, please leave a rate a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your pods if it allows you. It really helps us continue to grow. And again, guys, we appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>